following podcast may contain horse language. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to another thrilling edition, episode, wonderful time with us, the Flicksmacks gang. This is episode 19 and we've got a really special treat for you tonight. Hi, I'm Terrence. I'm Scott. Yay. Hey, Scott. Yay. Yay. We're all here. We're all here. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And why, why is today's episode special, Terry? Well, because we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to discuss a few things. We're going to introduce a new fun little segment. Uh, we're just going to change things up and see what happens. And okay. it's Halloween tomorrow, so yes, we're all excited about Halloween. Yay. And, and are you doing this episode pantsless? <clears throat> Maybe it's not a special episode <laughs> because I do them all. Pantsless. Oh, oh shit. Oh. So, Scott, what have you been up to? Not a lot. Just, you no, know, being inside and doing stuff. Social distancing? Yes. Yes, not a lot. Been, no, I've been on my own doing the uh, 31 Nights of Horror or whatever as we attempted to do last year, but... Um, it's, it's not too as, hard. Yeah, it's not as uh, regimented as we did last year. I don't have things scheduled. I just have to watch one horror movie a day. It doesn't matter if I've seen it or haven't seen it. I just did that. I think I only missed one day, but then there's another day where I watch two. So basically, I've made it up. But yeah, so that's basically what I've been doing. You must be very proud of yourself. Oh, I'm so proud. Oh man, I can I, I congratulate myself in my sleep. I congratulate you too. Yes, I did it. All did right. It. How about you, Terrence? I've just been working, working, working. a lot. Working. Mm. Guys getting fired. I'm doing mm. their jobs. I'm, I don't know. Mm. Cats and dogs living together. Mass what? hysteria. Mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. Yep. All right, so did you want did you want to do the, our new segment now or do it kind of as a buffer in between the two other things that we're doing? Oh, well, we could do it now. Let's okay. just get it out of the way. All right. So this so new... It, it, is there going to be intro music to this segment? Are you going to produce uh, I might. I don't know. Okay. If there's music, it'll be right now. All right. Okay. So this new segment is called Let's Guess What Each Other's Drinking Tonight. Okay. So... I'll go first. I'm going to guess what Scott's drinking. Okay. Do it. I am going to guess the usual. Pepsi Zero. And you're, you're, you're waiting for it? Here it comes. Yep. Yeah! See, yeah. yours is going to be... Yours... Well, you might guess it right away. I'm just going to tell you it's not Pepsi Zero. Okay. As as it some as a lot of times it is because that is the official beverage of this podcast unofficially yes 
Yeah, we're not endorsed. Um, it, it, it's it's one of three things, and then if one of them, it could have be it could be something of that. Okay. Like I'm going to say, I'm going to say Diet Dr Pepper to start off with. No, I'll say bubbly. It is, it is bubbly. sparkling water. Okay, but not necessarily bubbly. No, you just got to guess the flavor. It is a bubbly flavor. Okay, yes, yeah, so, okay. Orange. No. Strawberry. No. Lime. No. Grapefruit. No. Blackberry. Yes. Yeah. You did it. I did it. And I guess the thing because you've you haven't had blackberry before on on this podcast when I'm oh, yeah. conversing with you. So I yes. just pounded it down. It's gone oh. now. Oh shit. Are you gonna be okay? Do you need to take a moment? No, oh, I'm good. No, you need to like eat some food to help absorb the uh, effect of the uh, blackberry. No, I'm good. Okay. So, what do you want to do first here? You want to talk about uh, the a the, special movie? The the subsequent movie film. Let's do it. Let's start with All that. Right. Well, we will start with a new release from last Friday. So yeah, basically. I guess it's been about a month since we were told that there was a new Borat movie coming out. Yep. And it would be coming out before the election. Mm-hmm. And it came out last Friday yeah, la- on last Amazon, Friday. Mm-hmm. on Prime. So, of course, I watched it as soon as I got home from work. Mm-hmm. I don't know when you watched it. I took a couple of days and then watched it. You had to prepare yourself? I, I did. Yeah. I did, you know, have some candles lit, you know, this. Had some like quiet background music, maybe and, took uh, off took off my pants. Oh boy! So, and I was expecting, I wasn't expecting anything great. Mm. Like, like how can you basically do a movie that's already been done? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but he figured out a way, right? He figured it out, and yeah. like. With everything that's like, the first one is what twelve years ago, two thousand eight, ish, seven I think, yeah. So twelve, thirteen years ago, mm-hmm. and the climate changed. Yeah. Like it's uh, the world is way more sensitive now to everything, and like just the climate in the United States alone is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost at a boiling point, right? Yes. And so here comes Sasha Baron Cohen. During, you know, maybe the worst political time in the history of the United States. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, w- pandemic. Mm-hmm. That basically has the world by the balls. And here he comes dressed as Borat, yep. you know. Worming his way into people's lives. Doing Borat shit. Yeah, like, and he pulls it off. Like, it's incredible. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't think we need to break the movie down. No, we can just talk about certain scenes. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I'll just read some here. Yeah, so obviously it's called the yeah, Borat subsequent movie film. Which is but, perfect. But it's also, it's a working title was uh, Delivery of a Prodigious prestigious or yeah prodigious bribe to american regime for make benefit once glorious nation of kazakhstan 
or the other one was gift of pornographic monkey to vice premier Mikhail Pence to make benefit recently diminished nation of Kazakhstan. I like subsequent movie film. Yes. So yeah, there's a couple things in this movie that I just, there, was, there was one thing that worried me at the beginning, like, or at least when I was looking on Netflix, that this movie had eight writers. That's, yeah. That's, that's a lot of writers. Normally that, that spells disaster when you have that many writers. But like, who knows, like, yeah. who contributed what? You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. And, and, those, and those who don't know Sasha Baron Cohen, of course, he's most famous for his roles in the musicals Les Mis and Sweeney Todd. You know, I yeah. Don't for anything else. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so I think the first thing we need to talk about is the fertility dance at the, uh, what do they call those things? The cotillion? That was at the, no, the uh, debutante ball. The debutante ball. And what were their names? Oh geez, oh. she she was Sarah Jessica Parker Drummond, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he was Philip Drummond III, which of course is the father from District Different Strokes. Yes, so, yeah, <laughs> yes. So, like, I guess maybe we'll just give a background. Borat has been shamed by Kazakhstan because he made Kazakhstan look stupid in the first Borat movie. Yeah. So he's basically been exiled to prison or you know the movie starts yeah. off with him digging a ditch which with a bunch of other yeah the gulag or whatever yeah 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 so and then he's summoned and they say oh you're gonna go to america again and you're gonna kind offer of, you're gonna offer yeah. the the what is the monkey's name uh johnny johnny the monkey yeah he was like the minister of transportation or something like yeah that. he was yeah. yeah he's like what was he the fourth I, yeah, Johnny's a, sex monkey or something something like that. Yeah. so yeah that's his mission so but then yeah. he finds out he has a daughter yeah but also he finds out too he wants to bring his old producer but what happened to his old producer? <laughs> he's now like the prime minister of Kazakhstan defense or something oh no no he's the chair is he yeah, didn't you realize he's like, oh, you've been sitting on it. And they show the chair and it's... Uh, it's his... Oh, I thought he was the guy that sent <laughs> no. Borat back to the U.S. No, no, he, was, he turned into the chair. It was like a skin chair. You see a little penis sitting at the... How did the I back. not notice that? <laughs> yeah, they, they skinned the guy, his, old, his last producer. <laughs> Matt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So he, he gets a, they let him out of prison. He goes back home. His sons. Yeah, his son's sons are like Huey Lewis and whatever the other one is. <laughs> they don't like him anymore. Oh, but his neighbor has taken over his household too. Yeah, the one yeah. That, yeah, yeah. The guy with the oh, clock. The, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they set up the story too is that, you know, someone, America elected somebody and it's turned into this horrible thing and all that and his name was Barack Obama, right? Yeah. They, they yeah. totally mislead you and they say, that opened the way to other black world leaders being elected. And then they show a picture of Justin Trudeau and blackface. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yes. Like that is, you know, that's sharp comedy. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, because it implies two things. It implies that our prime minister is an idiot. Yeah. And it also implies that like, the people of Kazakhstan have no idea what blackface is. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm. it's beautifully, that's beautiful writing. Yes. Like, you know, as far as satire goes, like Sasha Baron Cohen is probably the king. Yeah. But anyways, so he also, he also finds out he has a daughter. Yeah. And then she like stows away. Yeah. She's kept in a cage. Yeah. And then, yeah, he, he's supposed to, yeah, transport the monkey. To the U.S. She, yeah. And she, she, it's in a big wooden cargo crate. And then they open it up and she's in there instead. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the daughter is, you know, at first she is homely. Yes. She's got like leaves and straw in her hair. And yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and then and she, Borat says, what happened to the monkey? And she says, yeah. oh, I ate the monkey. No, no. first she said hey, he ate himself. Yeah. And later she, <laughs> conf- later she confessed that she ate the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> so then Borat, pa- Borat panics. And uh, so he comes up with a plan that he's going to gift his daughter to, mm. um, to, to, Pence. to Mike Pence. To ladies' man Mike Pence. Cause, yeah. You know, because he's not allowed in any room with women alone. So that's why he's a ladies' man. So basically the next 45 minutes of the movie is Borat going to different places, trying to groom his daughter to become yeah. a, a lady. Yes. And also to give her a makeover. Uh, fertility, fertility clinic. <laughs> yes. Well, that's because well, that, that's, that's... The, whole, the way they set that up was so brilliant like they they hit on every point beforehand yeah. to totally mislead you to have them mislead the you know the doctor or whatever at that fertility clinic or whatever it was that he had put a baby in her but she had really just eaten a little small baby off the top of this cupcake and because it was it's 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 illegal for him to give daughter's treats so he had yeah. to like kind of sneak it into a back alley and do it behind a dumpster and so he's saying you know i was just felt shame you know i did it behind a dumpster and i put the baby in her mm, yeah they're, they're saying this to a fertility doctor yeah like a religious like, this is like a a place that an, an anti-abortion yeah. yeah and and borat has you know essentially trying to barter with this guy to remove this tiny baby that's inside his daughter that he accidentally put there yeah and uh yeah it's not alive and the guy's like it is alive it's a breathing thing like no 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 it's not alive (laughs) and this is like the first cringy like just the doctor's reaction to the whole thing he's like oh it's okay like it happens like Mm -hmm. you know he's assuming that borat has had sex with his daughter and yes. put a baby inside and because then he asked the doctor have you ever put a baby in your daughter and because i know but yeah. uh, first, first i i have to i have a quote here but i'm going to ask you as it a question um can you open a beer with your small hole yes yes okay i just wanted to, <laughs> wanted to ask that, that was yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's just a bunch of different scenes where he kind of takes the daughter to different places and it's, you know, yeah. typical Borat, you know, pushing the envelope and like none of these people even blink really. Mm-hmm. They're just accepting of whatever they're talking about. and yeah. It's just, it's crazy. Yes. So yeah, and then they make their way to the the... Um, 
debutante ball. Yeah. And this scene is. Um, yes. What does he call it? The moon. The water? moon blood. Or the moon. moon blood. Yeah. Moon blood. I think. So, so basically, yeah. the daughter gets her menstrual cycle. <laughs> yes. That is a sight gag for about two minutes of a dance scene that happens in front of a bunch of rich people. Yes. Rich, entitled people. Yes. And uh, it's pretty disgusting. It's pretty graphic. And yeah, it's, it's over the top, but it's just, it's, it's Borat, right? You, you expect that kind of humor from him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the whole scene where he basically infiltrates uh, a duo of right-wing American. Yeah. And like, literally he's living with these two yeah. strangers for yeah. five days. Yeah, for five days he stayed in character. Stays yeah. in character. Like, it's insane. Yeah. And these guys are totally accepting a Borat. You know, mm-hmm. Like, he's Cause, obviously cause, different. Yeah, because Borat is naive, right? So he he's believing their beliefs and he's fueling, fueling their beliefs as well. Yeah, it's yeah. like, what's what's more dangerous? The, you know, the... The virus or the Democrats are like the Democrats, and he's like, "Oh yes, yes," and then he's trying to, and yeah, and they're like having all they're talking about all these conspiracy theories about Hillary Clinton drinking the blood of babies and all that, <laughs> that yeah. stuff that they believe. But that's then, all that QAnon type, yeah. Bullshit. And they, and they, and they believe all that, but then when Borat shows them the book of how to raise a daughter. They're like, oh, no, all that is conspiracy theory. So it's like something's staring them right in the face, and they believe one thing but not the other. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it's just the juxtaposition is, is pretty good. And, like, just some of Borat's reactions, like, just like in the first movie when he, you know, they tell him, oh, women can drive cars in this country. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. just like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. his, he, his ability to react yeah is awesome yeah and there's and then i think is this this is the part where he's left his daughter with a babysitter right isn't that yeah and she gets empowered by the babysitter yeah but at first like with the part where she's in the car with the babysitter and she starts freaking out because she's like that because the woman is driving she's no 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 you can't be driving you're driving and she just insists that she's a man dressed as a woman and (laughs) the daughter's wearing horse blinders and stuff like that (laughs) so good yeah so yeah and like and the whole scene at the I guess it's the like the rally, the, the right wing, yeah, the mask rally, yeah, where yeah. he appears on stage as, as a country, country Steve, yeah, yeah country, country Steve, yeah, and um, and and what is he wearing? Because it's something that all women like. Oh, he's wearing Jesus. onions. Oh yeah, he's, he's wearing yeah. He's wearing onions, like you know, as if it was like a Dracula with garlic that you're trying to ward off Dracula. Except he's wearing like a, a big string of onions on himself. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good stuff. And yeah, he goes, he sings the song that's totally and uh, just like the first song, first movie. Jew down the well. Yeah, he gets people to sing along with him, and it's like just Uh, absolutely crazy. Behead them like the Saudis and Mm, stuff like yeah. Ah, just and people are all into it. Yes, 
or, or then there's the scene too where she the daughter um after she's kind of had one of her makeovers and she goes to the that conference with all the republican women and, and she starts talking about how because she read this book this story about that if a woman touches herself that she gets swallows yeah, herself inside yeah, of that her. that there's teeth down there and that yeah her she gets will get sucked into her own vagina vagine and so that she does that to herself and realizes that the whole story is bullshit so then she starts talking to these women about this and asks if they do it and if they have teeth down there and all this kind of stuff and they're like what what are you talking about and <laughs> the one woman's like somebody call her an uber <laughs> yes <laughs> so this is where kind of like you know they get separated he goes and lives with these two guys for a week yeah and she becomes like an internet yeah influencer of some kind yeah. yeah yeah and this this is where we get to the part with rudy giuliani yeah. oh but before that he goes to the synagogue like almost dressed oh, as like yeah. a, like like a like almost like a hasidic pinocchio yeah like a, and, like yeah. a stereotypical like the way people used to view jews back in the day yeah you know what i mean like yeah, and then he has a conversation with a lady who's in the Holocaust, which she actually was, and he let her in on the joke. Um, I read that, that he actually let her in on the joke before. You almost have to. like Because he, re he respected her and all that kind of stuff, yeah. So she was in on everything. And so, yeah, so he realizes. Because he was, he, he'd been, they, at the beginning, they're told that they celebrate the Holocaust but celebrate the the guards who looked after all the concentration camps. But then they were told that the Holocaust was a fake. But then, so he got sad that they're celebrating the guards for no reason. But then he learned that the Holocaust was real. And then he was happy again, knowing that his people did something good because mm -hmm. they got rid of the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yes. So, yeah, that was... Yeah, so then, yeah, that leads to the infamous Rudy Giuliani. Which was, everyone knows about. I could not believe. It was very uncomfortable. Very, like, yeah. what was he thinking? I don't know. I mean, I, I he says now that, oh, he was just tucking in his shirt. But, you know, you don't lay on his your back and, you know, throw both hands down your pants to tuck in your shirt. You don't? Yeah, and like the way he was like touching her and stuff like that, like he put his hand like on Ooh. her hip, on her hip and stuff like that, and like as if you're not trying to do something with that, you know. It's, you know, I, I, it not not that I'm defending him, but I mean, yes, she's portraying. A, oh, like absolutely, a 15 year old girl, and she doesn't obviously doesn't look 15. She hasn't said she's 15 or anything like that, so he hasn't done anything untoward how old is he 70 ish yeah something like that but i mean in real life the actress is like 24 or something like yeah that. but uh but yeah so then so then things are about to go too far he's offering himself to really giudiani in in her place and uh, he's saying that he should probably stick to marrying his cousins because rudy's second wife was his second cousin or something like that and so yeah wow. and so, yeah and so then he I think after that, he lets his daughter, says his daughter can be free and she can stay in America if she wants. Because he's been told if he doesn't, if he's not able to give the gift to Mike Pence. Actually, we didn't even talk about that. Like when he storms like oh, the, yeah. whole, the Republican Dressed like conference, Trump. Dressed like Trump. 
and he's got her thrown over his shoulder like fireman lift style and offering him offering her to mike pence and apparently yeah. he waited like five hours in the washroom in that trump costume for mike pence to come on stage wow and yeah and so finally it happened and so yeah he's trying to present her and he gets ushered out by security a very um, short scene yes <laughs> Yeah, so then, yeah, after the whole Giuliani thing, and, like, she's, she now feels empowered. Like, the movie, as raunchy it is and as, you know, over the top it is, it's almost a very feminist movie. Like, it's showing oh, absolutely. Like, women empowerment and stuff. And so he's saying she can be free and do what he wants because he wasn't able to present her to Mike Pence. He's going to have to go back home and get executed. Um, and so she... I, she decides to go with him and he goes home and he doesn't get executed because then he, we find, he, he accomplished his mission. Yeah. They, they <laughs> unwittingly or whatever they injected with something. You think it's some sort of inoculation at the beginning, but really they're putting COVID in him and they sent him all over the world before you went to the U S Yeah, he went to had, a wet market in China first. Yeah. Yeah. Asking <laughs> for bats. And then you, then you see him with Tom Hanks in Australia. Yep. And, uh, and yeah, so he's all over the world. So yeah, that was their revenge for everyone making fun of Kazakhstan. So using Borat as a patsy to spread COVID everywhere. So Borat is patient zero. Yes. <laughs> and so then they change their ways. They say that Kazakhstan is now a feminist country and they no longer uh, export brides. They export grooms. Yeah. And then they show a bunch of grooms being like young kids carted away like animals. (laughs) Yeah, in like in a cargo. But did you see what the shipping address was? No, it said to K Spacey on the oh, it said K Spacey Hollywood, California. (laughs) Oh, oh, snap. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) and then they end up reporting on the new tradition of the running of the Americans, yeah, instead of the running of the Jews. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. They're like, yeah, first they have like the typical redneck guy coming out and then they have a Karen with an AR-15. Yeah. And then Dr. Fauci comes out and like Karen shoots shoots him down and stuff. Yeah, it's... It's wild. It's pretty wild. Yeah. So yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. It was pretty funny. There was a lot, a lot of cringeworthy moments. Mm-hmm. More more so than the, the first Borat. Yeah. But, uh, well, he had to push the envelope, right? Mm-hmm. And and Kazakhstan after this movie has now finally embraced Borat, and they have their new tourism slogan is now Kazakhstan. Very nice. Are you serious? I'm serious. Yeah, their slogan's now very nice. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> High five. High five. <laughs> so yeah, I guess uh, we both enjoyed Borat. Mm-hmm. Subsequent movie film. And like at the beginning of what they had the the warning in in Kazakh and then they translate that the movie was wasn't suitable for children under three. Yeah. Like that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's that. That's that movie. And because we did, pardon me, I just whoa, what the hell just happened I just, there? I I had a little too much uh, Pepsi a little, Zero. A little too much fizz. Yes. And so, because we did a movie that was effed up comedy, we thought we'd do something now with over-the-top effed up violence. Just effed up. Yeah. A movie we have both previously seen, and I can only speak for myself, but it's 
probably one of my favorite like cult movies from the last five years like it is so over the top and i've seen it probably at least five times or whatever it's 100 percent canadian content yeah like i know it's a joint new zealand new zealand and canada but like this is canadian this is like hobo with a shotgun yeah like riot house yeah yeah and uh so we're gonna talk about turbo kid yes starring degrassi alumni monroe chambers yes well, the next generation alumnus. Yes. yes. And you okay? You okay over there? Oh my God, I, I'm 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 uh, having problems. And mm. yeah, and it ha- it had three writers and three directors, and they collaborated after this movie on a, on a horror movie called Summer of '84, which is amazing, which is really good, and they are currently working on Turbo Kid Two. Oh, really? Yes. Is Monroe Chambers back? Yes, I believe he is. Excellent. Yes. And of course, this stars also co-stars Canadian icon, uh, Michael Ironside, mm-hmm. who, of course, you know, I'm just going to list off some of his wonderful things. Uh, Scanners, Total Recall, V, Top Gun, Visiting Hours, Free Willy, Starship Troopers. The Machinist. Never and he heard has, of any of them. He has 261 film credit, film and or TV credits. And he has 10 things in production right now. So what? he's still working. Yes, he's still working like really hard. Oh, yeah. the best way to describe this movie is like, kind of like dystopian future. Mad Set in Max. 1997. Yeah. Yeah, set in the uh, post-apocalyptic past, world. I guess. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, post-apocalyptic 1997, and it's obviously been this way for a while. But they've seen the time it seems to be frozen in the 80s because mm-hmm. everything they have is 80s oriented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. basically, it's this dystopian past, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, the kid. Um, that's all his name is he just goes by yeah. the kid that's so the basically he's he's just a scavenger kind of mm-hmm. lives in like a i guess a bomb shelter i guess yeah like an underground kind of shelter place mm-hmm. and all he does is scavenge and go trade whatever yep. he finds for other stuff and mm-hmm. everybody rides bicycles yes like nobody so- has vehicles like because there's probably no gasoline or whatever. So mm. everybody rides bikes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, now, uh, would you like to take a gander what you think this movie's budget is or was? I'm going to say $2 million. $60,000. What? $60,000 was the budget. Wow. And worldwide, it grossed $67,069. Yes. So they yes. made $7,000, $7,009? Yeah. $69, yeah. And of course, you know, there'd be more with, you know, pay TV and video sales and, you know, Blu-ray sales and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, like they, I would almost have to think the actors work for free because there's only one place where the that budget went and that's with the blood and the squibs 
and the, the yeah, yes. the practical makeup, the practical effects, because they obviously cashed in every favor, probably got things dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because that that looks way more than $60,000. And the whole movie takes place during the day. Yeah. So they didn't have to spend any money on lighting or any shit like mm-hmm. that. You know what yep. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and they probably just found an old slaughterhouse to film the the warehouse yeah. scenes in. Except there's a swimming pool in there too. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Yes, but the, um, this was the audience winner at the South by Southwest Film Festival, which is a obviously a reputable independent movie. Never heard film of it. Festival. Never heard of it, no. Like, I, it, I wouldn't go as far as saying that this movie is violent, but it's bloody. Yes. And like... It's comically. It's, it's, it's comically, comically. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's over the top. Like, Oh, it's... Yeah. yeah, it's campy, it's gory. Yeah, um, it's inventive. Yeah, the, yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of decapitations and people being cut in half, and yes, exploded. You know, yeah, people blowing up. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Michael Ironsides is like a bad guy. He's like a yeah, tyrant. He's kind of like the equivalent to. Dennis Hopper and Waterworld. Yeah, he kind of runs the water game. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we find out how they make the water later. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so they, so there's one scene where we're introduced to the other, one of the other heroes of the movie, uh, Frederick the arm wrestler. Yeah. Um, and that I don't know if you caught the reference or if it was just me. When you first see him, he's got his head down, and he looks like Indiana Jones. Oh yeah. And the guy he's rest, arm wrestling looks like the villain from Temple of Doom. Yeah, got that whole skull type headdress, and yeah, and then they're they're playing arm wrestling, but they got branding irons on either side instead of pads. So if you lose, you're getting branded. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's how that works. So yeah, and then the what's his name, the arm wrestler. Yeah, Frederick finds out his brother got got taken taken by um zeus the yes michael ironsides guy Mm -hmm. and uh but he's also yeah he's you but he's dead right away like yes yeah you never find his brother yet yeah so you see you see the brother get killed by that one guy who looks like humongous from road warrior yeah um uh, he gets killed with a cinder block that's on the end of a metal rod. Yeah, it's like a yeah. cinder block hammer. Yeah. Cinder block sledge. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, and then so in turn, the brother, Frederick, was it Frederick? Yeah, Fred, Frederick, yeah. Frederick, the arm wrestler, the other hero guy gets captured. Mm-hmm. And he immediately is put into an arm wrestling contest. Um, yeah. In which he loses his hand. Yeah. Well, this time, instead of branding irons, they got, like, open blenders. Yeah. So the but, blades. And they're supposed to be fire, too, but they're, the guy doesn't get the fire mechanism, so they kill him because he screwed up. Yeah. And, yeah, so then yeah, he loses he loses his hand. Yeah, there's a lot of influences in this movie. Mm. Yeah, and so then we, f- we flash back to the kid, 
and he meets Apple. Yeah, Apple is uh, kind of seems kind of crazy. Yeah. Very enthusiastic, in your face, naive, uh, naive. Um, her previous travel companion was a corpse. Yes. I'm, she was dragging it around because she talks to it, saying, "I don't need you anymore. I found somebody else," and that kind of stuff. And so, yeah. And she immediately slaps like some sort of slap bracelet beacon on on the kids. So she's always able to find him. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she's good character though. Mm-hmm. She's almost like a, like a C three PO type. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, yeah. This like advisor kind of thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, this this movie on the way also almost kind of reminds me of um, like Zombieland, just like people out on their own trying to survive. And then he had his set of rules, like you know Jesse Eisenberg had a set of rules, and he's in, you know instilling yeah. them on the on the girl as well. Yeah, and so yeah, so so they try to avoid the wasteland. They have to always have water, you know, stay in the safe zone. Yeah. What? So yes, yeah, because there's parts that are um you know probably guarded by you know zeus's men so you don't want to go in there so yeah but then apple gets kidnapped yeah she gets kidnapped by the guy with the lampshade on his head yeah yeah (laughs) so then um the kid ends up at zeus's no no before that he um he runs away on, or he, he he goes away on his bike, and then he falls down some other hatch that's actually to hatch to some sort of like space vehicle of some guy of some kind, and he finds oh this yes. guy he finds Turbo Rider who this the, is a comic that he reads, but I guess it's based on a real person, and and he takes Turbo Rider's clothes, his outfit, and his you know Nintendo Power Glove. And he becomes and the Turbo Kid. He becomes the Turbo Kid, and so yeah, this this thing. And then he meets the lampshade guy, and then he uses his weapon for the first time, and it just has this power charge that surges and just you know blows people up, like just incinerates yeah. them. Yeah, and the lampshade guy had uh, like a a fist gauntlet, like that was like his fist shot out on a chain or whatever, and then it you know, but Turbo Kid you know exploded him, and so the chain just goes wherever turbo kid turbo kid and so yeah this is where you were going to that you see apple and frederick and one random guy are at the bottom of a pool empty pool and, and they're gonna they're fight to fight to the death of like you know all these other guys that are that are there just for a bunch their, of frankensteined up looking dudes yeah it's like a thunderdome type atmosphere like you know yeah that one guy humongous you know he looks like humongous or like the the Quiet Riot album from whatever. Yeah. From the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's, and then as they're about to fight, then Turbo Kid shows up and he's about to use his weapon that jams. And so he gets thrown into the pit too. So then that way, all four of them, and then just melee ensues. Yeah. But our yeah, heroes eventually beat the shit. Yes. Out of all these, like you know, some guy he, he uses he has kind of like a, Turbo Kid also has kind of like a machete of some kind. Yeah, some and kind like of he, dagger. Yeah, and he chops some guy's head, 
and then the, the, the top just comically spins on on the guy's head like this <laughs> skull just spins and then flies off yeah and uh yeah but yeah no it's and then yeah and then and then michael ironside shows them how they get water because they talk about how you know humans are whatever percent water they just and squeeze so, the water out of them yeah so they yeah uh, he throws it into some sort of thing and it gets all processed and yeah out comes water like it's some sort of you know shit refinery except turning body parts into water instead of shit to clean water possible yes or they had the technology to do that back then mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah so they get away um this is where we find out apple's a robot yes apple is actually a robot because she gets damaged and they she gets shot and then they see that she's actually a robot inside. So they have to head off to the robot cemetery in order get to get more her. life for her. Yes. Because she only has so many hearts left. And, uh, and then she, she then, but she has, then tries to teach him how to fight and all that kind of stuff. But she uses the Cobra Kai motto, mm-hmm. you know, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and, uh, yeah. So then, they get there to the robot thing and he puts a new a new body puts her head on a new body but it doesn't seem to work so he just kind of leaves her there because all the other guys kind of show up mm-hmm. oh but of course at the same time too there's this other guy who he's always doing the barter bartering with uh bagu or bagu like yeah and he gets he ends up getting kidnapped and because they want information of where the kid is and and they have a very crafty device in order to try to make him talk. They have it set up on his intestines on like a bike wheel. Yeah. That's really- so finally he 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 you know, before he spills his guts, he literally you know, he spells spills his guts verbally and Zeus gets all upset that he wasn't able to actually use the torture device. He's like, you know how long the set you, it took for us to set this up. So they, then they use it anyways and just, you know, rip his guts out. Yeah. So, yeah. But then like, doesn't turbo kid have like some sort of like, he gets like knocked out or something. And he has a, like a flashback. Right. And this yeah. is where we discover that his parents were killed by, Zeus, Zeus and his henchman there. What's his nuts? The yeah, yeah. I don't whatever. I don't know what that guy's guy. name is. Yeah, and we find out that his Turbo Kid's mom is responsible for Zeus only having one eye because she shot him with a with an arrow or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So then now we know. Um, now we know Turbo Kid's past. Mm-hmm. So then he like wakes up in the robot graveyard. Yes. And he kind of runs into Frederick the arm wrestler again. Mm-hmm. So then they're they're like, okay, let's just go fucking get these guys. Yeah. Like, let's just go have a fight with these guys. Mm-hmm. And so they go to, they meet in some weird open field. Yeah. I think it's near the bad guys snake mountain so to speak yes like their stronghold or whatever mm-hmm. um 
and they immediately start getting their ass kicked. Yes. And um, but then and in the meantime, Apple wakes up. Yes. And so she shows up, and they're all getting into they're all fighting and. Well, she's on a bike with a unicorn. Yeah. That's been mounted, and so yeah, she uses that to stab. Some yeah. Guys. The there's like a female. Like yeah. A female bad guy. Like Amazon. Yeah. Shit, yeah. And so Apple, the robot heroine, um, rides her unicorn bicycle into this yeah. female henchman and kills her off. Yeah. And then before that, we see Turbo Kid kill a guy and tell Frederick that he likes to do uh, face, throat, genitals, like when he's slicing. And then you see Frederick do it in the opposite way. He kicks some guy in the balls <laughs> and then rips a guy's jaw off and then stabs the jaw into the guy's eyes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. There's a lot of inventive deaths. There's guys' yeah. legs getting blown off and landing on people's heads and shit. And yeah, like the, yeah, the top half of somebody lands on some guy's head. Then the bottom half of somebody lands on another guy's head. Yeah. And then somehow later, all of them end up like it's like a five-person torso totem pole and the bottom guy's walking around. It's yeah. amazing. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, and then it comes down to... Um, Zeus shows we up. We find right? out... Yeah, Zeus shows up when we find out he's a robot too. Yeah, because I actually... When I... I Every time I watch it, I forget. Because he shoots Zeus with his power glove. And Zeus only gets electrocuted when everybody else blows Explodes. up. Yeah. Right? And so I'm like, okay, why doesn't he? I mean, that's like the plot hole. And then you find out that you know the reason why he doesn't he's a is robot. He's a robot. And then uh and then so he start then he builds up his power to shoot it at Turbo Kid, but then Turbo Kid's body and glove absorb that power and there's been a bomb from earlier that's rolled and now beside Zeus and so he fires that and it's like yeah. a huge like mushroom cloud bomb. But in the meantime happens. Apple's been shot again. Yes. <laughs> so she's dying again. Yeah. But this time for good. Yes. So there's a tender moment where Turbo Kid's upset because Apple's dead and mm -hmm. Oh, and then there's then actually one one death too that's cool is when he when he stabs the humongous guy with the patio umbrella and then opens the umbrella and just rips him apart yeah that's yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> is that what happened that that easily that would happen yes yeah absolutely mm. it's a power umbrella yes but so yeah no, it's yeah, and we the, the end scene is like him and Frederick the arm wrestler are back at the place where he met Apple. Yeah. And he's Frederick's like, "Oh, are you sure you want to leave?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I'm going to go." Well, one thing we forgot was that the explosion was so big that it put a crack in the earth and, and water guys yeah, geyser, so now they've have a water source. Yeah. So everyone, you know, the population of that area has been saved. Yeah. And so yeah, Turbo Kid just wants to go out and see what Explore the, the, the Badlands. Yeah, yeah. The, the wasteland. Yeah, see what else is like and yeah. So and then that's, it's just Turbo Kid rides off and that's it. Yeah. And that's the movie. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty simple plot, but I mean it's you're 
you're engaged by the, you know, the inventiveness and just the, you know, the violence and the all amount of ridiculousness. Yes. And it's, yeah, it's like, they don't, they don't take it seriously. Like everybody knows what kind of movie they're in and it's, uh, you know, they play it straight and it's just, yeah, it's so over the top, so ridiculous, but it's just so fun. And, and, and the score is just that 80 synth type soundtrack yeah. or, or some arena rock type songs and stuff. And the, yeah, it's, it's so, it's just. Yeah, wasn't it, wasn't it like, was it this movie where the, the composer is also the same guy that did like the, the cinematographer. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's not something Absolutely. I'd watch all the time, but. How dare you? You watch this every time. I watch every, it about once a year. Every time what? Every time you watch a movie, you have to watch this movie first and then watch another movie. Mm-hmm. I don't so, know. So every movie you watch is held up against this movie. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, no, I watch it at least once a year. And I'm entertained every single time I watch it. I do not own it. It's it is on Prime, and I do I do have the Steelbook version of the Blu-ray. So Excellent. I'm, so I'm pretty special. You are special. Yes. So yeah. So so those are two Turbo, movies. That's Turbo Kid. Yes, we we hope you enjoyed this this bonus episode with two movies discussed in length because it's it's pretty special. It is special. This. And you know what's special? Is what top, is special, Terry? The top five. Oh, what is it? Why is it so special? Well, because it's going to be the top five mockumentaries. Oh, because it's inspired by Borat. Yes. Oh, I get it. That makes sense. So, without further ado, mm-hmm. here is this week's top five. One, two, three, four, five. So, would you like to start or would you like me to start? You know what? I might as well start. Okay. I'm, I'm going to throw oh. one there. And again, like all of our lists, the top five, most of it, it could be interchanged in some parts. And there are movies that are left off this list that could have easily been included. But this is just what I'm saying for this particular podcast. So, my number five is Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon which is a great horrific slasher about, you know, this documentary crew that comes to film this guy, this slasher who's planning this big comeback. And, you know, they talk about all the different, you know, stereotypical things that happen in horror movies and what they expect and all the things that he's going to do to these people, how he set up these kids that are coming and of course, all these tropes happen as they unfold when the documentary becomes a real thing. And, you know, the documentar- documentarian is realizing that this guy's legit and, you know, it's not just some sort of puff piece. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good. I like it. I'm not as big of a fan as you are, but it's son decent. A, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a not a good movie. I'm That's just, exactly what you're saying. That's exactly how I'm perceiving it. No. You're hurting my feelings. So my top five is this is Spinal Tap. Oh. 
Um, I know a lot of people swear by this movie. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's great. Yes. Like the performances are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the music is great. The music is great. Like they are probably the best fake band ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, tonight we're going to roll you. Tonight we're going to rock you. Yes. Um, and the scene where um, bass player, uh, was it Nigel Tufnell? No. Yeah. 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 He gets. Or no, no, is that, or is that uh, Christopher Guest? Like, is that Harry Shear or? Harry Shear. He gets yeah. stuck in the cocoon on stage. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's so good. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's Derek Smalls. Yeah, yeah Derek Nigel, Smalls. Yeah, uh, Nigel Tufnell is Christopher Guest. Yeah. And David St. Hubbins is Michael McKean. Um, so, yeah, and the running joke of, like, um, going through drummers. Yes. One of them spontaneously combusted. Yeah. Like, um, like it's done so well that yeah. you'd almost believe that this is like the story of a real band. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is Spinal Tap. Five. Yep. Well, you know what? That was my number four. Oh, so, congratulations. So, so there we go. I don't really need to talk about it anymore. Cause you know, it's, it's great. I mean that the Stonehenge, thing is oh, great when, when it's a little tiny little thing they're expecting some grandiose type do you remember you know, in the piece. like was it the early 90s when spinal tap came out with an actual like follow-up album yeah i own it yeah it's amazing it's amazing it's great what Break is it like the, the wind a majesty of rock or whatever is that majesty the one? of rock yeah yeah, yeah majesty <laughs> of rock is a song yeah break <laughs> like the wind uh, yeah, i i think i've had to smell the glove yeah, and then I had the cassette, and then I bought the CD. Yeah, I still have it. It's it's a great album. So good. Yeah, like those guys are actually accomplished musicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so that's my number four. So, so my number four is Fubar. <gasps> I there's something about those two idiots. Like, you know, we're in Calgary, Alberta. This movie yeah. Fubar is based in Calgary, Alberta. Yeah. It's about two dudes, two like out of touch banger, yeah. like total early nineties. You knew guys that went to high school with you like this yeah. that wore sweatpants and tank tops yeah. with the sleeves cut off and shit. Or no shirt. No shirt. <laughs> yes. And uh all they did was drink beer in public. Smoke pot and smoke no. pot and you know, do dumb shit like tear down stop signs and just yeah. dumb shit. Mm. And uh, so basically it's a story about these two idiots, uh, Terry and Dean. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find out that Dean has testicular has cancer. cancer. Yeah, yeah. So he's got to go get one of his balls removed. So they decide to do it up one last time because yeah. they're fearful that he's going to die. Yeah. And so they end up in like High River, which is like a small town, 40 minutes south of Calgary. Yeah. Um, tangled up with some High River hookers. And the the guy who's filming the documentary like jumps into a, is it like a little swimming hole or whatever and hits his head and dies. And mm. It's just ridiculous. And uh, 
it went on to make a subsequent movie film called Fubar 2. Yes. Um, and it's just and, total and it's, Alberta. Yeah. It's tr- Alberta treasure. And its most famous quote is, turn up the good, turn down the suck. Yeah. And yeah. Um, a woman is a danger cat. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, and it also spawned a, a TV series on Vice TV, I think. Wasn't it on Vice? I think it might have been, yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, number four. Okay. Fubar. My number three is uh, Best in Show. Yeah. Um, you know, Christopher Guest directed and co-wrote with uh, Eugene Levy. Just a great comedic cast, you know, yeah. fully fully improvised. and. It's just endlessly entertaining, especially when it gets to the towards the end when they're actually at the dog show and Fred <laughs> Willard is the color commentator. And he just yeah. says just the most things that have nothing to do with what's going on in front of them. And it's just, he has so many throwaway lines there. It's just so hysterical. You know, the late, great Fred Willard. Willard. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's just a really funny movie. It's probably my favorite of the Christopher Guest uh, movies that he did the mockumentary i think he's done like five of them yeah and yeah it's probably my favorite yeah, one i did mighty wind too mighty wind uh waiting for guffman waiting for guffman uh for your consideration and mascots which is on netflix oh yeah i haven't watched it yet yeah but yeah no just yeah best in show is my by far my favorite and it's yeah it's so good uh so my number three is troll hunter Nice. Beautiful Norwegian mockumentary yep. horror. Found footage type movie. Yeah. Kind of folklore type thing. Yeah. Um, basically, these kids are in Norway and they hook up, they follow this troll hunter and find out that trolls are real. And yeah, there's just there the scenes where the trolls beat the shit out of the troll hunter on the bridge like oh yeah yeah where he's wearing and that then, kind of knight type type costume yeah it's like blair witch but with yeah in, in norway norway folklore like that's yeah. a thing there trolls mm-hmm. yeah so yeah troll hunter i'm sure you know if whoever's listening if you've seen it you know what i'm talking about troll, troll! okay my number two is district nine Okay. Um, such a great film that, you know, about these like prawn looking type aliens that are, you know, alien apartheid. Yeah. So like, it's totally like, you know, mirrors what was going on in South Africa at the time and just the mm-hmm. aliens being there and being housed and segregated and stuff like that. And the reporter was reporting on it, gets like bitten or something like that. And so he, then he turns into one of them mm-hmm. and it's about the struggle of one trying to protect his son, one alien trying to protect his son and get off the planet. It's so well done. And like the special effects are seamless. Like it, it's, yeah. it's crazy how good these aliens look. I mean, I don't even know if they're costume or if it's CGI or whatever, but it's just, it's seamless. And it's, it's such a, like it's a heartbreaking story. It's entertaining, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it's a, it's a great movie. Um, what about Chappie? Chappie? <laughs> I I haven't. I still haven't seen Chappie. You haven't seen Chappie? No. Hey, why is your alarm going? Because I'm allowed. Because it's okay. time for me to do stuff. 
So my number two is Borat, the original one. Mm. I've never laughed in a cinema that hard before. Look um, at you saying cinema. Fancy. Well, that's what it is. The theater. Um, like it, yeah. the, It's right up my alley as far as like comedy goes, satire. Yeah. Like, and he just pulls the wool over everybody's eyes. Yeah. Because the, nobody knew who Borat was back then. Well, I mean, he had done... People in the UK, I think, knew. And he had done the HBO show, the, the Ali G show, yeah. that had Borat and Bruno and Ali G and but stuff like HBO that. But HBO is like a niche, was a niche thing back then, you know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. kind of... You had to be rich to have HBO. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, no, because, yeah, I think the the success of that was the shock value. Like, the shit oh, he absolutely. was getting over and the things he was saying was like, like the this. things he could say by playing a naive like you know immigrant type person mm-hmm. yeah who basically made people believe that he was you know he was exposing just racism in every day when people don't even think that it's it's being they're being racist he's just by yeah. agreeing with them and kind of like leading them on like he's exposing you know the underbelly of racism in the states and stuff and yeah. like even the scenes where it's just him acting by himself like yeah when he's in that bed and breakfast run by the jewish old jewish couple right and he like sees a cockroach and he thinks that the People they, they that own the bed and breakfast are shapeshifters. Yes. And he's throwing money at the cockroaches <laughs> to get them yep. to leave. Like, no. <laughs> wow. Anyways, I, I'm i sure everybody knows what Borat's all about. So that's yeah. my number two. Yeah, number two. My number one is Troll Hunter. So yes. you've, you've mentioned that. It's great. I mean, the way they use the terrain of norway and the electrical infrastructure as being placed there in order to contain the trolls to certain regions and stuff like that it's just brilliantly done and again like you know district nine how i said the you can't tell that like these trolls look so real like it's Mm -hmm. it it's so well done the special effects and yeah it's uh, like the first yeah go ahead the way the the troll hunter guy it's like his job he goes yes. in to contain these trolls. He has to get yeah. garbed up in this like suit of armor, and he goes and in rubs, and you know fucks yeah. these trolls rubs, up if they get out of line. Yeah, and rubs like troll shit and stuff on yeah. himself. And he and, treats oh, it yeah, like a job. Yeah, you know, like, like and he's like, tired of it. Like he, he hates. It's like it's like a nine to five. You know, it's a living kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah, it's and they have all these different types of trolls, and there's different ways to kill them, and they. They'll live on different things, and yeah, it's there's big trolls, little trolls. Yeah, I mean, there there was supposed to be an American remake, but I don't know if that's ever going to come to fruition. Thank, but I I, I hope it God. doesn't because this God. yeah this movie is like deep. who's going to believe like oh in the Pennsylvania wilderness yeah. there's trolls. The only way they could do it if they did it similar to how um they like David Fincher did. Uh, girl with the dragon tattoo by setting it in the same location but just with english like with the english language yeah like if they have it like that but if it's just an english language version but still set in norway then that could work but Mm. 
um, yeah, if they try to have some sort of troll folklore in the states, it's that's that's not going to work. It would probably fucking turn out like Van Helsing or some fucking mm. stupid shit like that. We'll have a crying cloud. Yes. Yes. Okay. So my number one, can you guess? Uh, what we do in the shadows. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm a big fan of this movie. I purposely left it off my list. Because I knew you'd talk about it to avoid redundancy, so I didn't uh, okay. talk about it. But yeah, it probably would be on my list. But yeah, I left it off on purpose. Uh, maybe the best comedy I've ever seen. Mm. Like, just... They take four vampires, put them into modern times, living in a flat in New Zealand. One of the vampires is thousands of years old, and he's like a scary type vampire, Peter. Uh, Nosferatu type. Yeah, but his name is Peter. Peter, yeah. Yeah. Um, Taika Waititi is, I think he, for me, the last five years, he's probably the best director yeah. for what he does, right? Like mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok, best Thor movie. Yeah, probably top five Marvel movie. Jojo Rabbit. Jojo, like I just caught probably the last half an hour of Jojo Rabbit again the other night. Mm-hmm. It was on Crave. Yeah, and like I'd seen it twice already, but I had to watch it. Mm-hmm. Like the end of that movie is so gripping. Well, yeah, it's 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 roller coaster of emotions. Like it's like, heartbreaking. It's the funny. Kid, it's, the the kid finds his mom dead yeah hanging mm-hmm. and then he's thrust right into the middle of a battle in yes. the middle of the city mm-hmm. and what are they nine years old these kids like yeah yeah and he gets protected like like sam rockwell who's his teacher at the youth nazi youth <laughs> um and he's he's there with you know reek and they're dressed in like gay garb right yeah. <laughs> the, the, their uniforms have been all dazzled up and he's He's telling the kid to say that he's American or that he's whatever, that he's not like a Nazi in order so the Americans protect him. And he say that he's just a regular civilian or whatever. And so yeah. he, he saves him while he, yeah. you know, he goes Anyways. and fights. But yeah, I mean, it's got a great cast. I mean, Stephen Merchant as the Gestapo. I mean, it's, it's just yeah. so funny. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we were talking about what we do in the shadows. We were. <laughs> Anyways, like, the writing, the the physical comedy, mm-hmm. like the banter between the werewolves and the vampires. Yes. How, you know, he totally stuck to all traditional vampire folklore. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't make it like, oh, these guys can go out in the daytime or these guys yes. can do this. Like, they're basically Count Draculas. Yeah. They, they don't like garlic. They can only yeah. drink blood. They can't go out in the sunlight. Like, it's... Yes. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like Peschetti? <laughs> Are you doing some dark bidding on the internet? <laughs> Our beast. So yeah, that's yeah, my no, it's, favorite it's, documentary. It's yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> as for some um, honorable mentions, um, obviously Borat was one of my honorable mentions. Um, Bob Roberts. Uh, the Tim Robbins political one. That's so good. Like Alan Rickman is in it and he's awesome. And yeah, it's like, he plays a big right wing politician. And he's a is it folks. Susan Sarandon that's in that too? 
I think she plays a newscaster. Yeah, there's like yeah. her and Fred Ward, I think, play the newscasters. But and then G- Giancarlo Esposito's in it. And now, you know, Alan Rickman. Yes. And yes, like he's a big right wing politician, uh, folk singer. And like Tim Robbins purposely didn't release a soundtrack to the movie because he didn't want people to live these lyrics and believe that these he was saying that and all that kind of stuff so he didn't want it the songs to become hits and so he didn't release the soundtrack it's a very very early appearance of jack black because tim robbins was a big fan of tenacious d that really wasn't well known back then so he put jack black in the movie yeah um but yeah i know it's it's yeah this fun. must have been before high fidelity even eh? it was 92 so it's like that's like eight years before high fidelity wow. but yeah yeah and uh but yeah, no, it's it's pure satire, and yeah, it's it's very entertaining. And um, we'll throw another Canadian one on there, Hardcore Logo. Oh, um, I forgot about Hardcore Logo. That thing is just so, like, Hugh Dillon is amazing, and... Edmonton Block Eater? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a... It's a... It's a powerful movie, yeah. And the oh, ending yeah, is just it's... the ending is just crazy. Slaps um, you right in the face. Yeah. But yeah, no that I, I would throw that one in there too. So or how about how about C B four? It made my honorable mentions. Did it really? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I love that movie when I was a kid, man. Yeah. Like when I was 18, 19. Mm-hmm. Like, because I liked NWA, and this is basically just a send-up of NWA. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. That's all it is. Like mm-hmm. Straight out of low cash, motherfucker yes. named Gusto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I put Pop Star on there as well as another honorable mention as well. Yeah, Pop Star is pretty good. Yeah, I liked it more on my second viewing. Um, but yeah, it's it's growing on me. And and it's got the bonus of you being able to see Judd Apatow's penis. Oh yes, yeah, smeared up against the limousine yeah, be, window. Yeah, being pressed up on the window, yes. Um, you have any more? No, I think that's that's probably it for me. So besides CB4, um, Blair Witch, just, yeah. it's not the greatest movie, but it changed the game. Like it basically said, okay, anybody can make a horror movie now. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go and take while, your camera and go ahead. Yeah. And, and while there had been like a few found footage, this one pretty much launched the genre. Like, Oh, absolutely. So many things just tried to rip this off. Yeah. And like even the whole internet, like that was back in like, you know, the internet, yeah. the internet mm-hmm. was still like Netscape was still around. Yeah. Like you know people I mean? believe, yeah. People believe. So you could, yeah. You lore. could go to the website and check it out. Yeah. And think that this whole thing was real. Yeah. Um, a mighty wind as well. Yeah. Uh, and I threw some television shows in my honorable mentions because I think they deserve a mention. Would that be like the office and parks and rec? Yeah. Can you guess the third one? Gary Sanders? Nope. Nope. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm. Amazing. That is, is that a mockumentary, though? Well, it's... it's He's playing himself, but, I mean, it's they, they're not talking to the camera, and they're not... It's not really... No, no, I, I know, but it's... Yeah, I guess it's not a mockumentary. I guess it would be more like a, a mocking of Larry David's life. Yeah. But yeah, The Office and Parks and Rec, like you can't mention mockumentaries without mm-hmm. like um like I don't know how many times I can watch The Office through. Yeah. Like I've 
third three times I've watched the whole thing through now. Only three? Uh, Parks and Rec is a little easier because there's there was less episodes mm-hmm. and there was less seasons, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, both those are pretty Just damn good. Crazy ensemble comedies, yeah. Like each character is, you know, has has a quality that you can grab onto. Yeah. I have so many office Funkos. Like I have more office Funkos than anything else. Yeah. And they keep coming out with new ones that are just awesome. I don't think I have any office Funkos. No. No, I have um I have a Ron Swanson. Yeah. I I I I for parks I only have an April Ludgate. But mm-hmm. office, I think I have 15 office. I got wow. like I got like five Michaels, five Dwights of different varieties, and then like a Stanley, a Toby, a Kevin. A I, I saw a Meredith the other day, and I saw a and Kelly. A Kelly. Yeah, I've got both of those. Yeah. You have a Daryl. I don't have a Daryl. I don't have a Daryl Pam or Jim, so they'll they'll be on my uh, my Christmas list. I started playing this Funko game on like an app. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like um, it's kind of like Bejeweled Blitz, but with Funko Pops. Yep. Can unlock different ones. Cool. I got a Jim and a Pam. Nice. But they're not real. They're only digital little. What? Yeah. Shit. How crazy. I know. It breaks me up inside. You mean you you thought there there's a chance of them being real? I thought maybe you know. You thought if you like match these things that uh, that they would you would be able to get them. I got a high score, damn it! I just wanted Jim Halpert Funko Pop. Hmm. So yeah, I guess that's it. Okay. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear this other bullshit. Are you sure? I think yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't know. I think I think people will be thrilled by our our topic of of Funkos. And congratulations to the Dodgers for yes. winning the World Series and having one player play in the deciding game that had COVID nineteen. Yep. Congratulations, Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's all I have to say. Okay, I will. I I will end it there with you. All right, then. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Yes. This is Scott. And I'm Terrence. Toodles. And happy Halloween. Spooky. 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 Scary.